Hello everyone, this is the Cast. Today is Season 2, Episode 9, and we will be talking about linearity games. Despite how much Austin hates it. Joining you today is me, Austin, Ian, and... Carlo. Not Carlos. Definitely not Carlos. (laughs) It's Connor. And And you're gonna get roasted again for like the third time in a row for messing up uh, his name. And starting off... Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Starting off today, uh, we will be talking about... The linear aspects of games, which are decidedly not as good as the other ones, but they're still quite, quite good. So, Ian, start us off. Now, there are a couple different forms of linearity, as in sort of the same way that we touched last week with player agency. It can be story-based, it can be progression, or it could even be the sort of situation that you're in that you are forced to into by the game uh one that can be pretty easily seen in a game is progression linearity minecraft is pretty linear in its minecraft isn't linear minecraft is the opposite of linear what i mean is linear in its progression yeah linear in its progression of sort of like your tools and armor you start off with wood and you make it to stone then iron then nobody likes gold unless you're memeing who uses gold? It's not even a level of progression. But that's that, the point. Like you and can't then, jump from wood to diamond. There's this whole progression. So in that sense, it can be considered linear. While there are ways that you can get iron and diamonds and stuff early, those are in randomly generated structures. And at times it could be like, oh, you got one. And other times you could walk out of a single chest having like nine. But at the same time, you won't have the full armor and a full set of tools and spares for preparing. Stuff like that. That's what I mean by progression linearity. There's also linearity in like uh, in games in which you level up or in which you have to choose your skills. Skyrim has quite linear paths for each of your uh, what, what what even are they constellations? Your skill trees. Skill trees, I guess. Your skill like, constellations. You have a linear progression, you know, semi-linear from uh, the beginning to uh, when you're like invincible or something. What was that one game? Uh, like the Inquisition? Dragon Age Inquisition? Oh, yeah. The new one that came out? Dragon yeah. Age? Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition had a really good linear progression style uh, in which you can change your class, but it's it's always better to just stay in the class you are because as you uh, get further into the story, enemies get harder, and if you're starting off in a class again, you're probably going to get crushed unless you know how to build it It'd up. It'd be a setback. Yeah. Uh, in that game, there was actually the the tree was very uh, gnarly, I guess I'll say, in which you can go from one route and take several different paths, but still be able to get to the same point halfway through. Uh, th- this is a linearity which you have more control over, but in the same sense, it's it's linear. You know, you can't go from the beginning to the end very quickly. You still have to go along the correct avenues. You will still end up at the same place. Yeah. Do we want to go, like, how we talked about Doom? Or do we want to go on to, like, the metal, like touch on the Metal Gear Solid again? On how they funneled you? Uh, let, let's go Doom first. So before we started the podcast, we were talking about how Doom... I wouldn't say redid linearity, but they definitely put their own twist on it. I I just started playing it, and it has a linearity sense in that, yes, you get certain guns at a certain time, and you go through the levels, and there's only one way to do them. 
despite the different weapons. But there's a linearity sense or a lack of linearity where you can find secret areas where you can gather different weapons that you'd get later on in the game or you can uh, find what they're called Praetor tokens where you can upgrade your suit and get better skills I guess you could say and and that's also touching on our previous topic in form of equipment linearity as as you gather these Praetor tokens and stuff to level up your weapons and the uh isn't it Argent cells for your armor yeah or something else Argent Arcane Energy. Ar- it's Argent okay Arcane's kind of an odd word for a game like no you're solid we're talking about Doom yeah. <laughs> my head's in the clouds I can't think about the near but we can okay, tell okay. we can tell after you miss after you misnamed Carlos over here sorry yeah. Carlos but you get these Praetor tokens in order to level up your weapons and in doing so you either have option A or option B but you can still get both Mm -hmm. and then when you do get both you then have to complete a challenge to get a sort of upgraded version of it I think it was a mastery was what they yes a mastery of it if I remember like for example with the double barreled super shotgun classic doom um, once you master it it's more of a passive where instead of just firing both shots at once, you can fire two. Instead of having to waste two ammo on one shot, you can just split it up. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to touch on, Austin, about Doom? Or do you want to move on to Metal Gear? Doom has really oh, good music. This is true. <laughs> and also, there is a bit of, there actually is a little bit of linearity progression in Breath of the Wild, actually. Because, in a sense, oh, it's sort down. of nuanced. And by what I mean is, you kind of notice it over time in, in which, like, when you first start out, the best weapons that you're going to have are really just, like, Boko clubs and maybe a traveler's weapon here and there. But as you continue to complete shrines and increase your stamina and your hearts, you'll continuously find better and better weapons to the point where... You'll have royal claymores, and Lynels will become stronger to where you'll have savage Lynel shields that have the highest protection in the game. For me not playing Breath of the Wild, that is one uh, part of linearity that I understand. It's it's not like a... I wouldn't say forced, but it's kind of like a, a type of linearity where they push you towards it. Because it's like, yeah, you can go from point A to the boss as soon as you want but it's kind of like if you want to do well you have to go in the way that they want you to or do shrines or uh level up and just go around the map it's a certain type of linearity that works with the open world aspect i would like to disagree in uh breath of the wild can be very similar to dark souls in that if you're starting out dark souls uh line- it is quite a linear game you're going to most likely do things in the order that they intended it to. You know, you might go from your your elite knight armor to your edgy uh, Artorius armor, as you're supposed to. Or the fallen knight armor, yeah. which is literally called the edgelord armor. The edgelord armor, and you're, you're, you'll get better weapons as time goes on. However, if you have already played the game, it will not be linear. You might start out with, like, two Sastuses, 
and go and kill the dragon and pick up the dragon tail sword and suddenly be miles ahead of where you're supposed to be. Or you may know how to kill Havel, like, you know, cheese Havel to death, get Havel's armor, and and then once you've killed Havel and get Havel's armor, you're practically invincible for the first fifth of the game. Uh, so, yeah, it is linear and for starters, but not so much for people who aren't starting. It's the same for Breath of the Wild. If you know how to kill a Lionel, you'll know how to kill any Lionel. How many times have you played Breath of the Wild? Uh, zero. I've played it once. Okay. Then you should be house. quiet. <laughs> no, no, I, I've, like... Breath of the Wild has infused into me. No, but how would you know that, oh, yeah, it's going to be easier and, like, not as linear when you start the game for, like, the third or fourth time? How, how would because you know I've, that? Because uh, I played Breath of the Wild for one session, but I instantaneously recognized how similar it was to Dark Souls and the controls. It's, I can't, it's very player skill but the oriented. Con- but the controls don't do much in terms of... No, it, it's, the, it's the, the control reactivity. It's how the player works the controls. Look, I can tell you that as someone that has logged in easily like over 100 hours in just my first playthrough of the game, and I'm still playing my first playthrough because I'm trying to do everything before the final boss, there have been so many times where I have died to the Lionels because I actually try to fight them instead of just using their own bows and just repeatedly getting headshots and using the stasis because I like good weapons. That just means you're still on the learning curve. Oh, then, oh, no, hang on. The streams that I've watched, I've watched several streams and videos on it. You, you will see in real time the streamer get better. Uh, like, for instance, when they start, they obviously can't kill a Lionel. They're a scrub. They're trash. But towards the end of their, their gaming session, they may be able to kill Lionels two-thirds of the time and then 80% of the time. And they probably never be able to kill them 100% of the time. Unless you're cheating so them. So can you kill Lionels? I nearly killed a Lionel. I'll tell you that much. I'm guessing it was just the basic red main Lionel. You haven't had to deal with the... I don't, even, I don't even know what it was. But anyways, moving on. I like how he has so much about a game that he hasn't, like... You have so much of, of experience. You have so much of an opinion on Breath of the Wild and, like, how good or bad it is in certain parts or, like, just stuff about it. But you've only played the set played the game for one session for Actually, i don't know like three I, four I, hours I have a Wii U, so i know what's going on <laughs> yeah i, you, I would you have i would play it every day if game. i could but i lack the means to play it <laughs> but you, the, the one time i did play it like it reinforced instantaneously everything that i've already thought of so i will speak my opinions proudly should we just call dark souls 4 then for you <laughs> we'll just we'll just start recognizing it as Dark Souls Four on this podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Breath of the Wild is the Dark Souls of Zelda. <laughs> so, games. anyways, moving back to linearity. Now, the final form of linearity that we wanted to touch on was uh, a game sort of funneling you into a situation and forcing you to do something in a linear fashion. A game that you wouldn't think has as much emotion as you would think it would. For example. In a very late mission into Metal Gear Solid Five, do we want to spoil it? Don't spoil this for them. Let's just say it funnels you into a certain mission it instead funnels, of just it, saying the mission. It funnels you into a certain a certain scenario where normally you can choose to go in either lethal and just do a kill everything run if as if you were in like Fallout or something or Skyrim, just whatever. Or you can go in stealthy with non-lethal and recruit everyone to your, essentially, cult of diamond dogs. And that's the way I like to play. I like to play stealthily, and and I like to literally Fulton out every single thing in a base. 
I do like to. I do it to the extent where the next time that, that like, um, whenever, say, an envoy of two people in a truck come along and they start exploring the base, they literally pause about every two and a half seconds to call in on their radio backpacks that stuff is missing, people are missing, weapons are missing, vehicles are missing, everything is missing. Where is everything? Where did it all go? I just looked away for a second. Exactly. But in this certain mission, you are forced to go in with only lethal weapons and nothing else. You have the inability of playing the style that you, you have dedicatedly worked out. Second half of this mission, it gets quite emotional due to what the game forces you to do. Especially, this is, and this is especially reinforced by the cutscene that follows after this mission has been completed. Which you can look up if you'd like to, but we're not going to spoil it. Yeah. What's the mission called? I forget exactly, but... I'll just look. So it's one of the last. The, right? the, it's one of the last few. Okay. Yeah. The, the funnel analogy it has to do with... It, it's like the weather. Uh, over the short term, you can do whatever you want. The, the clouds can go wherever they want. They can rain on us, or they can take the snow to California instead. Uh, but in the long term, we do know what the weather is doing. If and it, the, the, the story is going along the path that is intended, no matter what. A little bit off topic, but if California ends up getting snow, like, actually in the Bay Area, people are going to go insane because they're like, what is this stuff? So anyways, I do have a point to make. Uh, and it's that as you go look through time in the history of video games, linearity was all that was capable in the beginning. Like, all games were Metroid... Metroidvania or whatever it's called style in the beginning you know every single game was you jump around you slash at things or you shoot them and you go from platform to platform to kill the boss but as games have evolved and we've had more capabilities to do more things linearity has really dropped off and it's very uh, you know it's very uncommon nowadays but there are still some portions in which linearity is necessary such as tree progression or storylines and such i'm proud of you see for you next saying, time i'm proud of you for saying that austin but half-life is still a bad game i swear <laughs> to god 